On today's episode of the Drop Everything Now podcast, we talk all things Taylor Swift's 10th album, Midnight's, coming out October 21st. Now, I will say, we recorded this before the second Midnight's with Mayhem with Me TikTok came out, so some of our theories on things might be a little off, but it's still a great discussion. We cover as much as we possibly can to bring you this Midnight's preview, And we can't wait for you guys to hear it. We can't wait for this album. TS10 is here. It's coming. So if you are ready for it, it's time to drop everything now. everybody what's going on my name is steph i'm also steph and welcome to the drop everything now podcast it is so freaking exciting to be here right now there's just so much since we last spoke god so much so much i don't even know what episode number we're on but this is just gonna be called we want your midnights. We want your midnights. Yeah, because um, that's pretty much the focus of this episode. This is the first time we've been recording for a totally new album. Obviously, we did. We like started the podcast with Fearless, Taylor's version. Mm-hmm. We were together for Red Release. But this is the first brand new album where we don't only have just the few vault songs to expect. This is, this is- I don't know. I don't know. I know. It's like, like what? Seriously, I... It's like, this is expected and unexpected, which is everything of Taylor Swift is both expected and unexpected. I'm so excited. I don't even have words. I know. Um, I, we are like, what do we do? What do we? I'm literally. Okay, wait. So October yeah, no, 21st. We're getting, yeah. Yes. Let's roll this back, everybody. Taylor's <laughs> dropping her album October 21st. It currently, we are less than a month out. Uh, from the release of the album Midnight's, as everybody already knows, because this is not new news. We've known for a few weeks that she's coming out with it. Um, and that is what the bulk of our episode is going to be about, is just the announcement, the possible, like the themes, possible theories, all of that stuff. And we have some current events for you too. Um, but I mean, I am just... I'm just elated with joy over the moon, over the moon. I'm also over over the moon just to be chatting with you. I miss you. I know it's been like a while, a long time, a long time. It's, um, well, I guess really since our last, we did our last podcast was the long, like last long convo we had. Mm -hmm. Thank God for this podcast. I don't like it. I don't like that at all. And I haven't seen you in person in so long, but that is going to change. Yeah with midnights it will get together for it don't worry we will together which is something pretty much just a long 48 hour stream yeah imagine we just live stream (laughs) just just always just record everything we'll we'll condense it honestly if i get the video we should record everything it's not a bad idea yeah i mean i think we're gonna get into all of it so i don't want to like talk about too too much so we could talk about what we're gonna do what we want to do whatever um how we want to consume the album um but i guess like should we just like do a little catch up first yeah yeah what's going on well for me um i just you know i started school again 
and um, I know boo but actually this is like my favorite year yet smoothest year yet love all my classes (laughs) how long has it been it's no okay it has only been a week and a half but listen actually tomorrow's two weeks but listen I've done this for seven years and I've never had a smoother start to the year and I've never like last year at this time I already knew what classes were going to be a problem and this year at this time I'm like I love everybody which could change but like I've never had like this usually you know by week two there's there's a feeling yeah yes like of course bad things are gonna could happen whatever but like really great and it's my first year since 2016 teaching Brit Lit and specifically Brit Lit Honors so like can I tell you um I told every class like I love Taylor Swift which they all already know and I'm like you guys may think how can I bring Taylor Swift into a Brit Lit class and the answer is one a lot of her stuff has allusions to British literature hello like Shakespeare I mean she's influenced by a lot of writers of course let's look at the lakes uh, and then also I said, technically, folklore was part of it was co-written by Joe Alwyn, who's from she he she he's a London boy. Uh, like Yeah, I was British just gonna literature. say she's also like basically lives in London with her London boy. There's a song about London. Yeah. And so like she's if, all over. Exactly. So Britain. for sure we're going to get into that and what they're writing uh the juniors are writing a research paper and it had to be about one of like the time periods that we do so one of the topics i put was like the lakes poets and after class one day one of my like students came up to me and was like um i just want to let you know like i'm a really big swifty and i was like are you really like i'm oh. surprised it's an all-boys school and he was like uh not that guys can't be taylor swift fans but especially in high school usually guys don't like venture out into things that aren't popular and people, mm-hmm. not just guys until later on. But he's like, no, I'm a huge Swifty. He's like, I actually write and sing all of my, like I, I'm a writer, like a songwriter. Aww. And I'm like heavily influenced by Taylor Swift. And my sister and I always listen to her. He's like, I was like five years old going to the Speak Now tour. I went to Red. He's like, I was so young that I don't remember much, but like, I love Taylor Swift. And so I'm like, oh my God, I love you. Instant and I was a. like, immediately send me your work when you have your stuff recorded i want to see it um and his topic he chose uh the lake poets and he's gonna uh write about the lake poets and then their influence on modern literature and all that stuff and i'm like in my head i'm like please bring up taylor swift please bring up taylor swift i'm sure he will so i'm super excited about that um and then in that class or a different class, I was like talking about like, like, did you listen to Taylor Swift on your way to school this morning? I was like, no, actually, uh, I was just listening to a podcast because I was just, I, I just didn't feel like listening to music. And they're like, what was it? A Taylor Swift podcast? Mm. And then I just stopped and I was like, what? Because like all I heard was Taylor <laughs> Swift podcast. And I was like, oh my God, they've, they, I'm they caught. already know, yeah. I'm busted. And then they're like, was it a Taylor Swift podcast? Because you love Taylor Swift. I was like, oh, no, no, no. It was just like a enter- general entertainment, like mindless news, like funny podcast. And I'm like, oh, okay. And I'm like, oh, I really thought for like, my first of all, my heart dropped. And I thought that they were trying to like feel me out. Like, oh, we know you have a podcast. Just like they did with the Vine. Just like, so, just yeah, like the Thirsty Thursday. The, yeah, I understand. Um your apprehension about this oh man i was feeling about thirsty thursday yeah but it truly i believe didn't seem like it. nobody they just was thought, laughing okay he they were just like oh did you listen because you love taylor swift because like that was like a follow-up question to did you listen to taylor swift music you know what i mean so i see yeah i whew. think you're right i think we're we dodged a bullet there yeah 
And I, I have uh, now kind of created a little mini group. I have about five kids that come up to me and talk to me. They're like, did you see the TikTok? And I'm like, yeah. And then we're like oh chatting God, in the hallways, that. going from That's class to so class. That's so cute. I love it. I never thought that that would be. And I never thought I wanted to scream about my love for Taylor Swift in school. And the only reason I started was because I screamed when you texted me that Evermore was coming out. And um, then I decided to be open about it for the past year and a half. And it's like really paying so off. So fun. Yeah, it's so fun that way. Yeah, so that's what's been going on with me. Anything fun with you? Um. Oh my gosh. No, but I had a uh, one of my, I went to Cape Cod for Labor Day with my friends from work. And oh, one of my yeah, friends, um, she's a big Swifty, shout out Nicole. She comes up to me and she was, I think it was Labor Day. It might've been her wedding. I can't remember now, but she's like, you're never going to guess what my sisters listened to their entire car ride to wherever they were going. And I was like, oh, what? And she was like, they listened to like every episode of your podcast. No, <laughs> I what? Like, I thought I was you were like, just going to say kidding? Taylor Swift. No, no. Cause they're all Swifties. So they listened to like, they're like, they thought it was so fun and they listened to everything. Oh my God. Which I was like, oh God, I don't know. That is so nice. I know, so crazy. And they liked it? I guess. It's amazing. I don't know. I love we'll that. We'll see, because maybe, well, now I'm setting myself up for a disaster. <laughs> but if they listen to this one, hello, let Nicole know. Yeah. You'll know which Nicole, because, yeah. you know. That's so um, fun. So, yeah, we'll see. Yeah. And, oh, and I also went to, um, that reminded me, because I know, like Nicole just got married that I went to a Taylor Swift kind of Taylor Swift themed wedding. She was a huge Swifty talked about it in her speech. Um, no, but the anyways, but yeah, so she like gave, talked about it in her speech and you actually know this girl, which is so yes. funny because it was my boyfriend's cousin, but just like weird world that you went to the same school as her. But, um, and then they danced like lover for their first dance song. And then something that I loved that I like take took note of is like, you know, when you leave the dance floor and then it's like time to eat and maybe the music isn't as loud. Cause like nobody's dancing during that time. They just played evermore in folklore. Like during so interesting. dessert during any, any time everybody was sitting down, they just play Taylor Swift in the background. And uh, my boyfriend was like, I can't even talk to you. I haven't talked to you because I refused to talk to him if Taylor Swift was on. And I was just singing. Amazing. Um, but Amazing. it was great. So great wedding it was so fun it was it was amazing oh wow i i love that and i didn't know it was gonna be a taylor swift uh, wedding until I got when it there. surprises you it's just the best it was it's just best. so exciting it was excitement i was excited and happy shall we uh start i think so all I right think we need to get into it what is she saying to you Alexa, did Alexa just up. tell you to register to vote? Yeah, she's abrasive. Did we say anything? I think we said let's get into it. Should Let me try in? singing it again. Let's see if it happens again. Let's get into it. No, but you know something Alex and I noticed and then somebody else probably Alyssa and I or somebody that was here like we didn't say any names not even Alyssa's name that sometimes triggers it. And the light just kind of came on and was listening to us. And I've noticed it. And it's like really freaky, like Big Brother. Literally enough. It's scary. It's always listening. Guess we should get into it. 
All right. So I think we should start with a current event before we kind of deep dive into Midnight's. Are you cool with that? I'm so cool. I'm cool as a cucumber about it. Wow. So that's amazing. So first of all, Taylor Swift has been super, super out there lately, which makes sense because she's- After like months of hibernation too. Right. Which makes sense because she's promoting an album, but she's also been like accepting a lot of awards, which we'll talk about the VMAs, but- uh, most recently, like a few days ago, um, which will probably be like a week ago when this is posted, but in this moment, it was a few days ago, she accepted award for like the songwriter of the decade at some country music something. Um, I should have the specifics, but I don't in front of me. And she performed all two all 10 minutes, but before she did that, she gave a speech and it was like 12-ish minutes long. And I just watched all of it. I've seen clips, but I just watched all of it in in total um, or like the whole thing. And I, first of all, cried. I don't know why I <laughs> cried, but for some reason it made me emotional. Um, and it was so cool and interesting. So, and you haven't seen it, right? No. So she talked about, of course, she's talking about songwriting and she kind of talks about how she loves like mixing genres and picking genres and changing genres, whatever, blending them. And then she's like, you know, but people name genres and a lot of times they um, and a lot of times they say, uh, sorry, I lost my train of thought because the 10 minute thing showed up, but um they talk about the melody and they talk about the rhythm or the sound or like whatever she's like but that leaves out my favorite part of songwriting which is lyricism um Mm -hmm. and then everybody went crazy and she's like so i actually came up with my own genres and they are organized each album so she is nope not for album for any song that she writes she categorizes every song into three genres that she made up herself so they are defined as the fountain pen lyrics, the quill lyrics, and the glitter gel lyrics. Mm. And so she said every single song falls into one of those three genres, and that's how she looks at it. And so she first said quill lyrics are what you would expect if it was old-timey, if people were wearing these poet shirts, Charlotte Bronte. Um, and she goes, to give you an example of what I mean, um, I'm going to give you an example of one of my quill pen lyrics. And then she said, um, how's one to know I meet you where the spirit meets the bones in a faith forgotten land in from the snow, your touch brought forth an incandescent glow tarnished, but so grand. And everybody went crazy. One that's like the first time or maybe the second time this week, but the first time that she's really acknowledged evermore. Evermore. Yeah. Oh my God. So that was so exciting. And then it made me cry because when she started doing it, you kind of hear people screaming Ivy and like cheering. And it like made me so happy and emotional because I was like, she's never got public like recognition, although her own fault, but she's never seen people react to Evermore live. You know what I mean? Like like she knows how much. Yes. So she knows probably through TikTok and through Twitter how much people love the album, but she's never seen like people cheering for it. She's never performed it. Yeah. I mean, she's I guess she's performed like Willow and like things like that. But you know what I mean? Like so for some reason it made me so emotional as if it was like she's a new artist and the first time she realizes she has fans. I don't know why it made (laughs) me cry. I mean, that's I guess why. So but I was like, oh, that's so cool. And Mm -hmm. then she said the fountain pen lyrics are 
probably where most of her songs fall. And it's basically where uh, it's old things with a modern twist, um, maybe stuff from literature that she changes or when she's writing something and it's so present to how she's feeling in that moment. It's like a love letter that was addressed to the fire type of kind of thing where it just brings you into that moment and it's very specific. And then again, sometimes you'll have those common phrases or old phrases, all's well that ends well to end up with you, all's well that ends well I'm in a new hell, like that modern twist on um whatever you know common phrases like i said and then she said started saying speaking the lyrics all too well and people screamed it not singing it was like poetry um and that that also made me cry and like <laughs> i know everybody knows all too well they always do it but it was something about her speaking the lyrics and everybody screaming it over her not singing speaking screaming i was like crying i don't i don't know why but i was crying and then she said, so most of her pen, her lyrics fit that. And then finally, glitter gel pen. And I loved this description. She said, are her frivolous, carefree lyrics that are just supposed to be fun that you should not take seriously because the lyrics themselves do not take themselves seriously. Mm -hmm. um, and what glitter gel pen is the drunk girl in the bathroom that tells you that you are beautiful and that she loves your outfit and wants to be your best friend <laughs> and i was like and she goes in everybody needs that and she goes and it's and it's just fun and then she gave the example and said shake it off and like spoke the the lyrics to that and i was like you know what i love that she acknowledged that because people give her so much poop for her glitter gel pen lyrics but she's like they're not supposed to be serious they're supposed to be frivolous right. they're supposed to be carefree you're not supposed to think and she loves those three genres and that's how she defines them and i just love that she did that and she was like i've never spoken about this publicly before but these are my three genres that i think of in my brain mm -hmm. when i'm writing and i'm just obsessed with it and now i want to go through every, every her entire discography I and do too. have three playlists and make it so mm -hmm. That's what I think we should all do, or maybe we'll do it and, and see what people think. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I love that. Um, I think it's funny that she brought up shake it off for the glitter gel pen. What given with the, everything that's going on? I know I thought of that too. Like, was that her like slight, like, I don't know. I, I thought the same thing. I was like, interesting that she did that instead of, I guess shake it off is the most obvious one. Yeah. But you could say that like me gorgeous gorgeous me um but i think it's the more like not serious yes. that's what she's saying like drunk girl or not we are serious. never getting back together yeah we are never getting back together blank space um just very pop heavy mm -hmm. um hits I, I guess um i you need to calm down maybe okay. i don't know so i just yeah. thought that was super interesting and i loved it and i'll talk about other things that she said later on that maybe i think could possibly relate to midnights but um I don't know. I just thought that was, I loved that she categorized those things. I do love that. I wonder if when she's writing an album, like if she's going through and she's like, Ooh, I don't have any glitter gel pen songs on right. here. Should right. I add something or should right. I do that? Like, like, cause I could even see on Evermore, maybe not gold rush, but like I could see like a long story short sort of right. I know what you being mean. a, like, like obviously it's very much about something in her life. So right. it could be the fountain pen, but it also might just be like, this is just like I could also see that as a song that just came out like right. just, she didn't think about it here it was and it was like right. okay cool right right I like for it. sure oh I also wonder if she was saying that too 
to be like oh just like the blending of genres that she's like oh i don't flip-flop genres i know people say i do but really i've been doing this all along uh because i've never yes i've been in country i've been in pop i've been in india i've been whatever but for me it's about songwriting it's not about what people say the genre yeah i was gonna say i think people take and and i think to her point too like for her it's lyrics that establish a genre and she just named her three genres but like for most other people it's like the sound that establishes the genre it's not necessarily the lyrics so i think that's why then she gets put into this was pop this was country this was folk like because of the sounds which exactly i understand because that's i guess how most people think of it but i do like that she's like no i don't actually really think of it that way at all it's all about lyrics which is very clear because of yeah because of everything and it's just it's amazing and that was like one of my favorite like speeches probably that i've seen her give just because it was just cool information yeah i think she's i mean i guess maybe it comes with like the territory of not really um caring anymore or like you know being comfortable in what in what she's done and what she's accomplished throughout her life at this point but i feel like she's a lot more kind of open in different ways and sharing more bits than she used to because she doesn't necessarily care if somebody's gonna take it negatively or she's like i already have my reputation like i'm not right and she's done to to try to turn like i don't know Right. And she's like done trying to reinvent herself and reinvent genre. She's just like, listen, I'm a songwriter. I'm going to do what sounds cool. Take it or leave it. Right. I agree. Excuse me. Uh, Oh, my God. (laughs) Perfect segue into our next segment, uh, which is essentially the rest of the episode. And it's Midnight's. And we're breaking it up. So we're going to talk about Midnight's now and like what we know about it, what we don't know about it. Yeah. We're excited for all that stuff. We are going to break it up into parts. So it's a little bit structured. Um, but starting with the first announcement that we got at the VMAs, Mm -hmm. what are your, what were your thoughts? What are you thinking? What Um, the flip? It's, it's so weird. I guess it's just so weird now to have, to go back to waiting for a new album instead of like, Hey, it's out at midnight. Like, no. So I, I appreciate it because then we have time to like figure out hey let's do something for it or you know like get pumped right but it's so weird because the last time she made new or the last two times she made new music like we haven't had a new album release since lover right which is just or like to wait for a new album release i should say um so it's one of the things that's super exciting but obviously it's not as like it's not like the Christmas morning when you wake up and you had no idea she was doing it and there's the album and you can but just start listening. I, I mean, this there's is, good and bads for both. Right, but like, right, right. You know, like for the last two albums, we had immediate Christmas mornings. Now it's like, okay, we know Christmas is October 21st. Right. So we're just waiting. We're, the anticipation is happening now. Right. Absolutely. And, but it's good because it's not like when it was like red where we found out in June and had to wait till freaking November it's like oh my god it's already less than a month away it blink of an eye it's like for me i'm like oh this is the perfect medium between where we could plan it out we can 
figure out what we want to do that weekend. Yeah. Listen to it together. Listen to it. Like have a party. Don't have a party. Like whatever we want to do, like we can figure it out. So I do like that aspect of it. And I did see somebody like Taylor Swift can't do anything right. People are complaining whether like I want to plan for an album or like, oh, we want it right away type of thing. And it's like that's kind of true to a certain extent. Um, But I actually feel like this is the perfect medium. I think so too. Two months two months to promote it especially now with the fact that uh there's tiktok and all this stuff which not that that wasn't present before but you don't she can promote it without having to plan a whole media tour press prior to the album like yeah the that. press yeah. tour she could do it after the album comes out and as she's doing right now she is still creating hype in the comfort of her own space basically no um, i definitely agree and i think um Oh, shoot. I don't remember what I was going to say. Oh, <sighs> well, well, I guess how big fat bummer. How uh, what were you doing when you found out? Did you just wake up to the news? Yeah. OK, because yeah. I did. I woke up to your text, but I literally was trying to watch VMAs. I was like, if she wins, something's happening. I got to watch. Well, because you remember speech. with like the VMAs too, people were like, is she even going to go? Cause she's been so absent. Like, you know, right. For however long it was like, is she even going to show up to this? Um, I knew she was there. And then I, I, I was going to say, I don't even know if I knew she was there by the time I fell asleep. I did. And I even watched, I was like trying to find it on Twitter. I was at my boyfriend's and I was like, no, I want to watch this. I want to figure out how to watch it. I was like Googling it. Couldn't figure it out. But then I saw that she had already won her award and accepted her speech or gave her speech. So I watched it and it was just a regular acceptance speech. I didn't realize that she was also, I thought that was, she won again. I was like, Oh yeah. Because it was like the long, form video or whatever so i didn't realize that she could be nominated for video of the year because it was such a different type of music video because it was like a short film so i was like oh okay well she already won i guess i don't have to watch it i wake up the next morning and i'm like what so i i was gonna say because i woke up i saw it and immediately like i usually will take so long to get out of bed but i was up i was like okay i'm ready um connor was like he woke up maybe 10 minutes after me, but I was already gone by this point. And, and by gone, I mean in the next room. <laughs> and he goes, did you see Taylor Swift's releasing an album? He told you? No, I knew already, but oh. he thought he was breaking the news to me because he just woke up and saw the same thing. And I was like, no, 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 honey. Like I know. Oh. And then he was like, did you see that? Like her tweet got like, that her like tweet about midnights or whatever got like the most likes in the span of like 60 seconds that have like ever happened and i was like yeah i mean it's just wow. her power like i don't know right. she's crazy i um, didn't know that that's that's new yeah to me. i don't know because i think he obviously saw it on twitter somehow right but wow <sighs> yeah that was i didn't scream because i was when you texted me the way that i screamed when i was like awake because it was really early when i did it and like ryan was still asleep so i didn't want to like you know i don't know well, i was like I, quietly I think, excited i was but like, it's the same it's the same kind of thing not doing it the way she did folklore and evermore like it's not like i texted you she's coming out with an album tonight and it's just like right. holy shit! i have eight hours to get myself together right right, right. for new songs it's it was like obviously very exciting but it's not like the immediate like I am going to run through a brick wall right now. Right. I can't wait. Literally. Because you have to, like, on Thursday, the 20th, 
I'll be ready to run through a brick wall. Oh my God. But yeah. like, I wasn't then because it was like, oh, hell yeah, a new album. I can't freaking wait. And I'm glad that was my thought before. I'm kind of glad that we're getting a new album versus more of the re records. Me too. And we kind of said we thought maybe that's what was going to happen, especially yep, with I was the issues say- that Speak Now and. 1989 are having so I think we like we were thinking maybe it's going to be TS10 but um I'm glad that it is instead of re-records I like that we're kind of breaking that up again it's brand new yeah breaking it up and yeah we read that quote where I was like you know this I know there's a lot of crazy theories out there but this seems like it's from a legit source that she's doing TS10 that it's new sound that we've ever heard something similar to Stevie Nicks vibes which is 1970s vibes so that was legitimate and I'm like, oh. That's what I was going to say, too. So should we get into what we think um, the album will be like? Or do yeah, you want to well, keep going through facts? Yeah, we could talk. Well, the facts are that it's called Midnight's, that it's about <laughs> 13 songs, about stuff that she wrote about times in her life, or did she write it during times of her life? So I that's what I was going to say, too. I think that's part of the speculation because her her comment or her Instagram caption about the album was like, um, this album takes you through 13 sleepless nights right. in my life. So it's like, did you write these? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like, did you write these immediately and just never did anything? Or are you going back and thinking about times or things that kept you up at night and you're writing now? I, that's what I think it is. I think it's completely I think new. So I don't think it's any song she wrote in 2008, 2012. I think it's just like kind of retroactively looking at the times when she couldn't sleep. I agree, especially something. especially because otherwise it would have been a vault track for right. some things. I think that's what I the agree. vault tracks are. So I totally agree. So obviously the concept is time, right? So we have yes. it, the fact that it's midnights, the fact that it's times in her life, in the past. So it's also going back in time on top of the vibe being 1970s, which is in the past, which she's never done like an era like a decade like oh this album is 80s vibes it's very much has never been that so it's all about time and specifically going back in time like back to the future so that's why i think you're right in the sense of like i was wondering what perspective she's going to write from and i i'm sure there'll be more than one but Mm -hmm. i have a feeling that some of it will be like she's writing it now but as if she was currently in that moment still. So she's not going to be writing in the past tense. She's going to be writing in the present tense. Um, And maybe in her still, like how naive she was or how, but I'm sure some songs maybe will be from the perspective of now saying like, she shouldn't have worried or didn't know how great it would turn out or like so yep and i think it's going to depend on how far back it goes like i think if if she's going way back into like her childhood i think we'd get a seven vibe where it's like clearly this person is speaking from like please picture me in the trees i hit my peak at seven clearly you're not seven anymore when you're singing about it but it technically is kind of taking place as a seven-year-old right so I think if if it's super far back if it's a night from a really long time ago I think that's how she'll play it but right I think a lot of the if it's songs about like heartbreak or something or or whatever else or like the Kanye incidents or things like that I think it might be like no I'm going back into the place and I'm singing as if I'm there and I wonder yes and with that and I totally agree and I think that'll be cool too such a cool perspective that we don't see often but I also wonder what 
if she's going to be writing the first person or the third person, like, is she going to be writing about it as if she's, like, watching herself and saying, like, she? Or is she going to be, like, first person saying I? Uh, and I'm, I'm sure it'll be both, right? And it's an I entire say, album. And there's probably songs that are going to have both where – because she does that, too. Or, like, if the whole he, you – Right. She's meaning two different people, and and then she could be saying she here's my outside perspective, but then I here's what I was feeling right then. Like it, right. it's probably it could be oh God it could be everything. But I do yeah. think it's interesting, and I'm and I'm also thinking about it too because um I just read well listen to because it's sold out everywhere Jeanette McCurdy's book. I'm glad my mom died. Um, it's so tragic, and it's so she's a phenomenal writer, and that's what she's always wanted to be. But she is writing about the abuse that she basically um, that she faced as she was, when she was a child from her mother. But she didn't realize that she was being abused by her mom because she was in she love was with just, her mom. Yeah, and right. thought and just wanted to make her mother happy. Her mom's she not so, supposed to be hurting me. Yeah, right. Or doing so anything there's out of you mind. know yeah. this may feel weird, but mom says it's what's best, so it must be what's best. Right. And, she's looking out for my best interest. She's not going to do right. anything that yeah. And the way the book was written was through the naive age whatever it started when she was two and it was as if she was still two writing from that perspective so we know reading it like oh this isn't right but she's literally writing it as if everything's okay like Interesting. um mom told me about calorie calorie restriction and that's so great because i don't want to grow up i want to look like i'm a little girl forever because mommy says that that's how i'll get jobs and so blah 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 so we don't like you never know you only know how she was feeling at that age. It's as if she is that age, which is so interesting. And that's what made me kind of think like, I wonder how Taylor Swift's going to write past, like what yeah, perspective right. she's writing from, um, like what place she's taking us to. And again, there's 13, well, really 16 different songs because we do have three bonus tracks. So maybe it's a little bit of everything, but I do think there's something too, of course, not only being about time and, and about times in her life, but the fact mm -hmm. that she's choosing the 1970s uh, not only with sound, but I think it's very interesting that that also relates to going back in time. Yeah. And, and, um, I wrote this down too, because I think after like, she's always referenced time and specifically like late nights in her songs. Right. Um, and I think after red Taylor's version came out, a lot of people were calling it out. They're like, geez, does Taylor Swift sleep? It's 3 a.m., right. it's 2 a.m., it's like 4 a.m., like what? It's midnight a bunch of times in her songs, and they're like, that's hilarious, she just doesn't sleep. And people are making a joke of it, so I do think it's kind of funny that now, like, we're getting an entire album Oh yeah, about when she doesn't no, sleep. Right, she's capitalizing like, I, I'm picking, on it. You're right, people, you're right, you picked up on it. I don't sleep. Here's the, my stream of consciousness from that. Right. Absolutely. And then on on top of that, we know not sleeping at night is either because you're really upset or you're really happy and excited. So I think right. that we're going to get both happy and, and she said sad. that, right? Cuz she said it was going to be sleepless nights whether they were from happiness or sadness. Right. And I did see some people speculating is there going to be one side is like dreams, the other side is nightmares. Right. Like so that would be very interesting. I think that would also kind of play, especially for like vinyls where it's like, do you want to be happy today or do you want to cry? Oh my God, that's Listen so to true. side A or side B, like pick. Yeah. I don't know if she, I don't think she would do it that way. Cause I don't think you want like yeah. six songs in a row of just pure torture. That's true. But or unless that it's would like be very interesting if she did. Six, unless it's the perspective, the tra 
track A or side A is all from one perspective That's as true. if she's still in that moment and side B is now looking at it in retrospect. Yep. I mean, who knows? This is literally just like thoughts coming um, out of my mouth. But and I, since we're on the time topic, I need to talk about the clock. Oh, yes, the clock. So first of all, it didn't even dawn on me until this moment when we're talking about how much time is referenced that this clock on the back of these vinyls makes perfect sense for an yep. album based on a certain time of day. Yep. So hats off to me for just letting that register now. Um, <laughs> when she started with, here's my Moonstone vinyl, here's my, like the normal vinyl, here's the Jade vinyl, I was like, I was like, here she goes making everybody spend so much freaking money. Right, on right, right. The same thing. I was like, who's going to do this? Like, I was like, this is kind of ridiculous. I can't believe she's just acting like, oh, special edition, come get them. Like, they're awesome. And like I'm just going to buy four different colors of the same album. Did With she do the that journals? She oh, had, yeah, right. But I, at least I have like, all four. <laughs> but no, but at least like, don't, aren't the journals different? Yes, each journal is different. Right. That's so, exactly. like, before the clock came out, I was like, why is anybody going to buy all like the same things just in different colors? This is so ridiculous. Um, the second she mentioned that it was a clock, I bought them all. Oh, you did? Yes. <laughs> I'm I so jealous. I couldn't stop myself. I just don't have the money right now. And I'm like, well, Mother. so it ended up being a lot cheaper than I thought it was um, because the vinyls were only $30 each. Oh, so like. But that's the still, clock thing was like 50. So like it did still, end up being around like $200, but yeah, I thought it, with shipping, I should say it was $200 cause it was like 170 without shipping. Um, but I thought every vinyl was $50. Then I had to buy the piece that put the clock oh. together. So I was like, I might spend like $300 if I do this. Then when I realized the price, I was like, all right, like, does this make sense for me to do? And then I like showed it to Khan cause I was like, the, the vinyls kind of look kind of sick. Like the clock actually looks cool. Like it doesn't it look cool. stupid. Um, and then he like, he was like, well, we could put it blah, blah, blah. Like he gave me a spot where we could put it. And I was like, oh, see, I kind of thought you would be like, you don't need to spend your money on Talk this. you out of it. Yeah. yeah. I, but I was like, okay, I'm going to do it then. Wow. I'm really jealous. I don't know. I couldn't stop. I, I just, it was one of those things where I was like, you know what? I'm doing it. And Khan, like later that day we went out to dinner and he was like, I can get you that for Christmas. And I was like, Ooh, oops. Already did it. Already bought it. Well, because you like don't know kid. it's going to be sold out. Like, well, I'm sorry. Yeah. You can't wait for people. Also because, um, which is also something that came out later, but apparently like, at first it seemed like it was just a special edition thing, but then like it, they came back into Target, Walmart, wherever else, like everybody's selling them now. So I'm like, okay, I didn't have to buy it from her store, which means I'm probably going to yeah. get it in freaking March, but that's okay. That's true. I'm probably, I'll probably, if I want to get it, I don't have a record player. I think I want one eventually. I don't either. <laughs> I already have I already have two of her vinyls without a record player. So I do need to get a record That's player. That's so funny. But then I was thinking I was justifying it to myself too, because I was like, well, once I have a record player, like even if I don't always keep the clock as the focal point, like I, I'll put the record player will have the clock right above it. Right. And then I can always just put different records on there. If I'm like, you know what, this is a little too much, you're being too much, I can just put other people like other records we have on right. there even Especially, though right now we have pretty much only taylor swift records there's one other record that we have but yeah i especially if you end up painting the album imagine it hasn't happened yet happen. so yeah. i'd hope i'd hope not but that would be really funny that would be funny i would um, sell them i would sell them for a profit 
It's like it's really crazy that Taylor Swift can just get us spending so much money on something we no. And I was literally like, I and I literally was shitting on it so hard in my head. I was like, I can't wait to get on the podcast and talk about the shitty merch and how she's making people buy four vinyls of the same freaking thing. And she didn't make me do it, but I did it Um, because I knew I was gonna get one eventually. But then when the clock came out, I was like, well, screw it at this point. I need a clock. I'm just going to buy all. I got to tell time. I mean, you got to tell time somehow. (laughs) How am I going to know? I wear an Apple watch every day of my life. Like, I don't know what time it is. Ever. (laughs) But yeah, so anyway, the freaking clock. But yeah, obviously that clock. And then we'll get into like theories. But it's like, oh, well then. Just like there's just so much with time. And there's so much Mm -hmm. you can do with time. And I do have to say, like, I've always said. I even have it in journals that I had to write when I brought to Ireland when I was had to we had to like write journals when we went there for like a class assignment or whatever. I'm obsessed with time and like memories and like time travel. I love any show or movie like when Once Upon a Time. <laughs> I just realized it says time. They went back in time. I was like, I love this episode. God, that Vampire Diaries. Sad. If they're going back in time, I'm like, hell yeah, Give bring me, 1864. me there. Yeah, I'm obsessed with time travel. I'm obsessed with that. Um, so like, this is just in thematically really exciting for me that there's like the potential of going back in time Mm -hmm. because that is what she is doing. She's literally going, going back in time, but I guarantee and guarantee and hope that one of the music videos is going to be like her. And then it's gonna be like, you know how in look what you made me do. She like recreated her old looks. Uh, yeah. like that but an actual scene of her old life and they're gonna like cast a little taylor and it's gonna be like old taylor there's a tiktok watching. singer that did that in a music video the other uh recently that i love oh, really? like, i cried while i watched it because it was like kind of that i don't remember her name maddie something i don't, I don't know. know but but i totally agree with you because i loved that music video because it was like the little her then teenage her then young adult her and then her like where she is now and it's just like look at everything you've been through right you can do it like you'll you'll get there right so I just I hope that there's like a music video where she you know literally like gets in a time machine and goes back in time like fill of the future well literally fill the future past, though well well yes back okay. to the future whatever you know time travel yeah I love yeah. time travel live laugh and love it like whatever um now before we get into well, obviously we also have like the one track title that we know and like other stuff we're gonna be together for the release still haven't decided which we'll talk about uh you know more off of this off of recording because like not everybody needs to hear this or wants to hear this but like do i come thursday night so i take off friday i think you do because i think i'm going to okay because my only reason i'm like oh maybe i do want to actually come on friday is just because of the car ride where i can listen to the album on repeat um, because when we did red, I came the day after because I had to go to school that day and it was amazing. And I think we had an amazing episode because we had so much time to consume everything. And I had the well, car ride, whereas opposed to fearless, I was like, I don't know what the songs are about yet because we recorded so I was it gonna quickly say, after. But I also want I know to have the excitement of having like a midnight party. Like, well, I have you know to what we can do, midnight. Steph? We can have the midnight party. We'll watch it all the songs on YouTube. And then the next day, I have a great little walk we can do. We put our AirPods in separately, our headphones separately. It's a four mile walk. And we just go. We listen to it by ourselves. We have time. And then, and then maybe get in a car and just blast it. 
also oh, yeah we can do that okay we the the drive is 15 minutes to the walk so we can make perfect. it the drive longer all right perfect that's then i like that then that kind of is the best of both worlds i also think when we first listen to it like if we're listening to it together the only like again caution i have i guess is like for me not for you i'm so malleable in my opinion sometimes that we don't have to go too hard into if we really really hate something or oh, like no i agree we could just be like awesome whoa that was crazy like yeah or like if you buy the right or like when you get to the third song it's like that was my favorite one yet like right it doesn't have to be like we don't have to do that so that we can then form our own opinions Mm -hmm. before we then you know because we want still our talk on the podcast to be organic in that like we don't 100 percent know what the other is thinking with Mm -hmm. our reactions yeah no totally no and i think i think that's exactly how it was when we listened to the vault tracks from fearless and i will also say i think fearless was a different beast because i mean we knew most of the album so it wasn't like i don't know we we were kind of when you were saying how like oh i didn't even know what songs were fully about by the time we were recording the podcast i think it was just part of one we were trying to figure out how to record a podcast so like we were we were pushing ourselves with time on everything because we were not able to figure it Um, out yeah um and then we had to edit it remember so i think it just kind of got away from us a little bit i think we'll have more time especially since it's a completely new album we'll make sure we're able to focus more on all of the that's true you're right Steph. you're like bringing up some really really great points you're malleable i'm so malleable (laughs) I'm just making you do what I want. I'm and malleable. I wanna, but I am, okay. I, but if you would rather come Friday, that is okay too. I just. No, would. I would, I'm fine with whatever. Um, And then that'll make my drive home exciting because I'll be able to listen to the album on my own for the first time, like mm-hmm. officially. Yeah. Okay. I'll request off tomorrow or next week. Hell yeah. Yay. Okay. Let's move on. Okay. Let's talk now about the what we know which is one 16 tracks 13 three bonus we know what track 13 is because of the TikTok that taylor swift is not letting us sleep first of all why i understand the theme of midnights but like enough i so i cannot yeah. watch anything live i'm asleep i have to get up at 5 a.m i was gonna say i saw the next morning because i did not stay up i was like if this is a song, I will listen to it first thing in the morning. Like, I'm not going to stay up for this. And I saw um, in like the Taylor Swift Facebook group, a lot of people were like, I can't believe I stayed up for this. And I was like, that is your problem because it's going to be there. And we didn't know. And and like, especially, especially because TikTok was the one that promoted it. Yeah. She didn't say, hey, I've got something going on at midnight. It was like TikTok was like meet us at Taylor Swift's TikTok at midnight. Right. But so like, it was kind of like, okay, this can't be anything major. Like the single is coming out right now. But right. like, obviously we did get an announcement. Right. But I just am like, I love that. It's so, you know, everything fits the theme and like, that's so Taylor Swift, but I'm like, damn it. This is the one negative thing that I, that I dislike <laughs> about the theme yeah. uh, that, and if it was in the summer, I'd be all over it. But come on i'm tired uh, but but one all 1970s themed her little powerball thing and she's pulling out do you believe that every single ball said 13. uh yeah okay me too i either Some think every single like, ball said 13 or so many of them said 13 or 
she recorded all of them at the same time. That's true. And she just put 13 out first. That's a great point. So it is called Mastermind. And um, I, in my head, my mind went to Scott, not Scott, Scooter Braun and Mad Woman when like he's the master of swings, got a couple side flings. And I'm like, oh, is this about like Scooter Braun, Scott Bruschetta and maybe how she felt during one of those time periods? Because when I'm thinking Mastermind, that's that's just immediately where it took me did you have any thoughts um so i would think i guess since she's saying that this album is about specific night like right. things that kept her up i would that's probably where i would lean to because part of me was also like is it like just her embracing that she is a mastermind right or but like i don't think that would that. be something that she like wakes up and it's right. like in the middle of the night, like, I'm a machine. Yes. Like, right. Like, so I do think it's probably more the Scooter Braun Scott Bruschetta, that whole thing. But it seems like that would be weird for her to end the album on. I know she did with Evermore. Right. But like with Evermore, it was about the Kanye thing going into kind of hiding. But then Evermore was more about like getting through the rough patch and coming out the other side and knowing there was an end to the darkness with like someone bringing it out of her and there being light with Joe. So that like for mastermind, it doesn't seem like mastermind would be one that ended up good. You know what I mean? Like it, right. it seems and like it would be a full her, mad woman vibe, like the entire and, song. Right. And so I don't know her last track on the albums is on the more hopeful or like is 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 a sense of peace a sense of closure a sense of end a sense of okay everything right okay. which is why it would make me think so it's not about right. that but I mean, have, then again though hoax was fucking sad you're right and that technically ended folklore before the lakes came right. out and that yeah so we're not talking about bonus tracks because 13 right. is the last track without the bonus tracks but then yeah thematically though i guess except for that you're right you have like clean New Year's Day, long live, uh, change, begin again. Yeah, they're all so, happy. Daylight, happy or hopeful in a sense, right? Or like, yeah, like turning closure. a new page. Like, yeah. So, you're right. Hoax is the only one that doesn't really fit the mold, right? Everything so you're right. else. That is such a good point. I don't know. That is like, how could that make sense? Except for the fact that maybe it's mastermind, and it is about that situation, but it's like here's where i am now you were the mastermind but, but now I, am, I maybe i am now because i'm re-recording all my albums right so that's what i was thinking too i was like maybe it starts out with like them thinking they pulled it over on her or maybe they were the, the masterminds and now it's like who maybe it's who's the night now? that she stayed up and decided she wanted to re-record all her albums that could be because of that, that would make situation. a lot of sense so it's like a mastermind in two senses mm -hmm. they thought that they were doing it but really she's the mastermind and then that makes sense because that's where we are now yeah that catapulted her to a whole new and yeah that restarted her entire like a revamped where she is now and said like sometimes um oh, shoot and like it's time to go or there was a song where she oh, frick i forget what she says but it's like she said and also lyrically said um even though you have to let go of things basically something along the lines is like for the greater good and it's really going to be even though it hurts uh that what's happening crap i forget what the what she said but if i remember i'll let you guys know i don't know but um i don't know i think it could be that now that i'm thinking of it like the day yeah, that no, she I definitely do think worked that. up why she came to the decision 
that she wanted to re-record the albums because of how much she was hurting. So it's kind of maybe both a nightmare and a dream all at once. Um, so my official final consensus, which we already said, but just to like reiterate and end with on this, mm-hmm. is that Mastermind is yes about the whole Scooter Braun situation because that's probably the last big 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 thing that she would have kept been kept up all night about however turns into something positive in her decision the night that she realized and decided and came up with the concept of not only the re-records but the reliving of the albums because that's going back in time in and of itself yep i totally she, agree she already I think is going is back it, in time be. and that's so th- it, it it speaks to the theme of what I believe Midnight's is, which is going back in time, which is what she said. Yep. And it also speaks, and it also would give you still the triumphant, hopeful vibe to end the album that she typically ends an album with. Yeah. Um, I'm like really confident that that's what it is. I think so too. I don't know what else it could be. All right. So, so um, should we talk about, so obviously we found out Mastermind was a title because Taylor Swift is doing a midnight midnight's Midnight's mayhem Mayhem tiktok series originally it seemed like it might be so it's essentially releasing the track um right the track titles it seemed at first like it might be an every night thing for 13 days but we have not gotten one since the one from when was it wednesday night or tuesday night tuesday night yeah Um, wednesday morning at midnight but now it's actually thursday so not sure when the next one's gonna come out which is weird. What, yeah, that's what I was going to say is like, especially because like, so when people, people were doing the math, right. And, and the 13 tracks ended up at like October 3rd, yeah. which 10 plus three is 13. And then people were thinking she's going to release the, a song, a title a night. And then the last title is going to be her first single that will come out three weeks before the album comes out roughly. Right. I don't understand not doing it that way or like, breaking it up in this weird way because you don't have like the time to do one a week until the album's out. You don't. There's not 13 weeks left. So it's kind of weird that it's just kind of haphazardly going to come out unless she's not going to do every album or every title. Every title. And not only that, but like also that was fun for one night, but like it's going to lose its spark because it's like, okay, great. But now that we know it's not coming every night. Yeah, right. Now that we know it's not coming every night and we don't like, uh, what, but maybe it's also then keeping us on our toes in the sense of like, well, next time it doesn't necessarily, it's not necessarily going to be a track title because there is no consistency. So maybe next time it is a single. Yeah. Right. I don't know. Cause there was speculation that the, her entire TikTok video had every song title in it. Okay. Yeah. I've, I've, I haven't seen that specifically, but I've seen certain things like that. Um, which I kind of wrote down a little bit, but and like I don't think it really makes stuff. sense because people were really stretching on like what a song title would be, right? From her TikTok, like some of them were ridiculous. But yeah. um, I've seen a, th- a few theories about yeah. different about like the themes of the track titles, I guess. Right. Uh, which we get. Do you want to get into that now, or should we get into the sound of the album now? Let's get into the the sound of the album because I think okay. I think we kind of, well, it's, it's interesting because legit. I feel like we kind of know what it is, but at the same time, we could be totally incorrect. Completely wrong. But yeah, yeah, so obviously, so getting into the sound, one, it's a clear 70s aesthetic. So does that mean 
the sound she's tinkering with is a 70s vibe which is like uh i mean i looked up actually like the most popular songs in the 1970s i know what the 70s vibe is but i don't know how to like verbalize it but like i mean you have abba you have cv nicks some billy joel like whatever um they're you're getting into some more dance music in in the 70s some groovy some groovy stuff you know so it seems like at least part of it is going to be reminiscent of 70s music and in particular stevie nicks because that was that initial rumor when we heard the speaking uh, like you know whisperings of the album being created and that ended up being true and then the fact that they said stevie nicks vibes and then the 70s where she's sort of at the height of her career is like okay that seems to track Mm -hmm. and or is stevie nicks involved in it and stevie nicks is releasing new music tomorrow tomorrow's friday by the way the 23rd uh which is probably going to be a different you know but does stevie nicks have anything to do with this she's in the recording game right now yeah is did she work with taylor swift yeah i mean i wouldn't i wouldn't be surprised if she did i think um it's gotta have some sort of reminiscent feel to the 70s because everything in the aesthetic is pointing to that as well as how much she's pushing the vinyls over i mean she's never pushed these this hard right and that brings you back to 70s vibes as well right of course i mean i don't know and like everything she's wearing she has the phone like the the that phone and the TikTok that's clearly an older version because right. it has a cord. Even the um, Powerball, which I know they still do, but still. Yeah, like, like the yeah the bingo thing, the lottery thing. Yeah, Every right, single yeah. thing that she's doing exists she's in the She's got 1970s. like shag carpeting and like the pictures for the vinyls. Yeah. The I, browns. I, yeah, everything. Yeah. I just, I guess I just don't know. Yeah, I, I mean, I think it has to. Uh, it wouldn't I think make it does sense too. otherwise. And it because it makes sense with the theme it makes sense with the time it makes sense with like what she's putting out there it makes sense with the rumors um and people are like oh it's labeled as pop but it's like yes it's labeled as pop on They've iTunes been but everything her as is pop labeled as every, pop every time everything yeah. is labeled as pop and by the way 1970s music is pop like yeah it, there's not a like pop. it's not like a genre pop just means popular music right 70s isn't a specific genre Right, right, exactly. So you can't say like, uh, yeah. I mean, it's not going to be hip. It's not going. She's not rapping, and she's. It's not probably not gonna going country. to be country. Yeah, yeah, right. Like we can kind of rule that out. There might be a country, well, like a, a country song on it, just like right where you left me, like or Betty or like whatever. But yeah, I don't think that the fact that it's labeled pop rules out or in anything necessarily. I agree. I totally but agree. People are noting it that it's labeled as pop. She's um, always going to be in the pop category. Yeah, of course. That's um, just so going along kind of with the CV next vibes. There's also been for a while, like heavy, heavy rumors that I think are legit um, about Lana Del Rey collabing with Taylor Swift because one, they both work with Jack Antonoff. Two, they were photographed together 
within the past couple mm -hmm. months or the past year. And not only were they photographed together, but people just put together that the picture that they were wear that uh, the picture that they were photographed in, what Taylor Swift was wearing is also what she's wearing in one of, in her, one of her making making the making of midnights midnights yeah so yep. i think that that would one be awesome because lana del rey is also i don't really listen to her music but i really do respect her as an artist as well but she also i could see with like the 70s vibe totally like she's very much like fits that vibe and aesthetic so i think that would also make a lot of sense mm -hmm. and in no, that totally rumor agree also tracks with the rumor that I originally read on our last episode, which said that she's tinkering with new sounds because yeah, I, I don't know. Mm -hmm. I, I could just, I could just see it. I just, I just, Definitely. that's like, if I had to, if I'm a betting gal, I'm betting on Stevie Nicks and Lana Del Rey. Yep. Oh, I'm sorry. What I was going to say was it said that she's collabing with artists, with other uh, female like, artists, yeah, female artists that she's never collabed with before. That's what yeah. it was or something along those lines. And so, Stephen X, Lana Del Rey, that makes sense. Yeah. I could also see her doing Phoebe Bridgers again because that would also make sense, but. Or even Haim again. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, I think the new ones, those two women would make a lot of sense. They or fit. she's at least going to say that Stevie Nicks inspired right. the sound. No, I definitely agree. I guess I have to do more research on like 70s sounds. I li feel uh, yeah. like I. No, like I'm sure I I have a lot of 70s songs that I know from like my parents, but I haven't Dancing really processed. Queen, young and sweet, only seventeen. Yeah, so yeah, you know. perfect. I know exactly what she's going for. <laughs> I'm down. I mean, I, I'd like to get a single so that I can feel like maybe I know. Right, but maybe that's but, why she doesn't want to give us a single. Uh, right, it could be. She doesn't want anything like i don't know i yeah we're definitely getting in my opinion 1970s one way or the other in in sound um even if it's one song or all the songs because she wouldn't be very obviously pushing the 70s vibe otherwise right um now with that being said i understand why she's doing that aesthetically though what are your thoughts on the colors the outfits the looks of this album so far i love it why i mean i guess before probably reputation i'm gonna say like i never really paid attention as much and probably even it was more so like because reputation was such a stark change like yeah you're right i never really paid attention so much to the way she moved with eras right and like i do think maybe like 1989 was the start of it and then reputation lover she put the pinks in her hair you know like then you really started right. to see oh she does like very much live in the aesthetic of that album right so this is my favorite one i just love the look i love the retro vibes that come from it because i think it still gives you like the the simplicity or the natural feel of like folklore and evermore right but you get a theme like folklore and evermore yep. were just sort of like woods woods yeah right like you get a real theme with it which i just love and i think all of her outfits have been so cute that i've seen um, like I love her crocheted tops. Like I, I just right. love it. I don't know. I agree and disagree. Um, what I was going to say was, or one thing I thought was I looking back, I think red was the first one she truly lived in with her, like, like the, just the era where I was like, oh, she looks different. She's well, cause really that's when she straightened her hair and yeah, right. right. 
And in terms of look, like not what she looks like specifically, but I mean like her style outfits and, and her makeup like that, and yeah. her hairstyle and the style, I guess. Um, I mean, I'm obsessed with reputation, like the black, the dark, the intensity. I was so ready to be done with folklore and ever more aesthetic, not necessarily the albums, but I'm like, all right, I'm done. I'm ready for the hype. I'm ready for the well, sickening outfits and the the like over the top X, Y, and Z. And originally, that's what I thought we were getting with the Midnight's before we got the 1970s theme because VMAs was like sparkly and then the Navy. Well, and I, but I was going to say, I think that's part of it. Like, I think it can be a lot of different things because even her, the main Midnight's album cover, like her makeup is glam but darker right and it's like but it's Maybe a lot it's sparkles. not like minimalist like right so i do think you might be getting both in this but like that's true so maybe those two different looks are the side a sides and the side b right exactly we'll get yeah which is interesting and never thought about it before but like because i thought the same thing um when like what the first album like cover that she put out like the main one i was like oh this is like glam i was like yeah. what is this gonna be and then the when she get th through the other three versions that i poo-pooed they were more natural looking you know like it was right a little so bit like, like a step up from folklore and evermore yeah so i i guess so i think maybe it could be both and like you said she has been sparkly yes when she's been out which right. matched the original album right. cover so right. I don't know. I think I, so, I mean, I'm into it. I'm into all of it. Right. So, I, so I'd like to see a little bit more like pizzazz and like, yes, I guess I want dramatics the pizzazz. and I the want music. The camp. Yep. I want the drama. I'm done. I'm just done with the in the woods mute tones. So I was so excited for, like you said, the pizzazz, the dark, the sparkles, the, the stars, lights, camera, action. Um, so I was a little disappointed admittedly with the rest first, that came out yeah with but i do love that it's the theme of the 70s so that kind of makes up for it but i mean i mean i, I love it either way and it's 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 an aesthetic it's an aesthetic but in, in terms of like what do i want to dress up for halloween it's going to be a reputation it's not going to be folklore evermore and so in my which yeah is and like i guess the least for me of my worries yeah i was saying i guess for me i'm looking at it as like what is like a thing I would just wear like what's a style I would just yeah. wear and I think what I'm seeing from her now is like I would wear that because like even in college I loved like I was like I think I'm gonna try to go 90s you know and I was like okay give me let me get the like distressed jeans and like right the like whatever so I think I do like in a personal way like am I gonna wear this probably right I that's what I was gonna say is one thing that I like is like I know I'm being like so dramatic and saying like oh I like the reputation the drama but realistically my wardrobe I love nudes and muted colors I love browns tans blacks whites I love which is exactly what she's doing totally. but I guess that's why it's like when you jump into an album you want to jump into another world which you are right. doing because she's going to the 1970s but i also love within this conversation that we're acting and a lot of swifties are acting like oh my god like ugh, taylor swift is this is the aesthetic she's putting out and like now i have to live my life like that yeah. like we're acting <laughs> I'm like, I have to do it. Like, I mean, whether I like it or not, like I'm doing it. This is going to be my life for the next, but you know, and it years. is really funny though, because like, 
I get what you're saying with like reputation. Like I love when I listen to reputation and I'm just like, I'm a boss ass bitch right now. Like yeah. I am hard. And then that is also part of the reason that I'm not particularly like lover is not my go-to. Yeah. Cause I'm like, I don't fucking wear pink that much. Like I just don't, I don't wear rainbow colors a ton. Like I, right. I'm not in the clouds. Like I don't usually, you know, whatever. It's not your aesthetic. Right. So I think that's also part of the reason that maybe lover doesn't get as much, you know, right. like shine for me as like the other ones, because it's like, oh, well, that's not like, that's not my vibe actually. Right. Reputation is right. not my vibe, but I like becoming the reputation vibe. Yes. You love stepping. I don't love the version of yourself. Like the lover vibe. I'm like, this is I love fine. That. You know, like I'm, love, I'm okay with it, but like, I'm, I love becoming the reputation vibe. I'm perpetually in my lover era forever. Um, one, I love dresses and <laughs> we love living in that, but I also love like the happiness equally as much as I love the reputation era. Mm -hmm. Um, and I guess the reason maybe I step out of folklore evermore and like the, this half of the, the midnights is because that's my regular self. Right. I, my regular self is maybe lover too, but like, I don't know, but yeah, it, it is. Yes. It's interesting. But it's funny that we just are all collectively like, oh, so is this who we are for the next two years? Is this our personality yep. for the next two years? Yep. Do we like this or not? Like we're going to do it regardless. Time to get some crocheted crop tops and bell bottoms. Cause hell yeah, man. We're flower children of the seventies. Yeah, I'm going to the 1970s, man. We're all we're all going there. Maybe my mom still has clothes. It is what it is. Mm -hmm. Um, I I love the theme. Like I said, don't know if I love the aesthetic, but I also love it at the same time. So I, I yeah. I mean, I'm not going to decorate my house as if I was back in the 1970s. No, no. We're not. We're not. We're not carpeting our walls. No. <laughs> Did people do that? I know that the wallpaper was a thing. Wallpaper was huge, even though wallpaper is making a comeback. But um, yeah. the I think, yeah, I'm going to say maybe. I feel like it was. But it also like what shaggy carpet was. Yeah, like shaggy carpets. Was 80s the mirrors on the walls? I feel like because 80s is neon, high, big hair. Because I think our apartment building in college was Silver. built in the 80s, which. Yeah, but the vibe was the 70s. We had a wall of mirrors and brown, our brown carpet. Our brown carpet and couches were 70s vibes for sure. Yeah, so maybe actually, maybe the mirrors are 70s. I don't know. Yeah, who knows? But um, but yeah, so no, I, I mean, I'm excited for whatever is to come, obviously. And I know I'll learn to love it. Um, Even albums that I originally was like, what the flip? I ended up loving, so. Because yep. we're here for I the agree. songwriting. We're not really here for the sound. That exactly. just kind of comes with it. Um, okay. I would like to speak about some legitimate, I believe, theories and some not legitimate theories. You know, okay. we don't, in this podcast, we don't love to subscribe to Easter eggs unless it's like things that Taylor Swift is giving us herself. So I think that some of these are what Taylor Swift is giving us kind of like how we talked about like the Stevie Nicks, the, the seventies, like all that stuff. Um, on top of just a little bit of sprinkled in of maybe, maybe we're breaking what I've said in the past that we hate it just because well, we don't know much. Uh, right. Now's the time. Now here's the time to speculate. Exactly. Or fun and to look back on this. Because a lot of, and to be fair, right. a lot of the times when we're speculating, it's like, Oh, she posted a TikTok at 317. That means on March 17th, she's going to say something. Right. Which is like, we know something's Insane. coming. So we're allowed to speculate right now on what it, right. what's 
what this might be. True. You're right. So I'm going to give us a pass. So first of all, um, after Mastermind, the TikTok was put out and we have a lot of alliterations like Midnight's Mayhem with me. First one is Mastermind. Was it a coincidence that everything started with an M? Some people believe, especially because Midnight, like the, t- like the album is Midnight's, um, that everything starts with an M. And I've seen a 50-50 response on this, on that like, that would be a lot, that yeah. every single song would start with an M. However, I was like, oh, I started thinking and I'm like, okay, maybe it is. Maybe one is about her mother. Maybe one is about um, my love. Maybe what? But it is something that I'm not really fully subscribed to, especially because I think that she's going to stick with anything that relates to time as opposed to anything that relates to M. This isn't. I was going to say, I, I don't buy this in the slightest. Do I think maybe there are more songs that might have an M in the title than other? Like I do like the mother thought, right? Like there's a song about her mom. When she found out her mom had cancer. Right. Like I could see one being called mother or mom or something. Like I I could see that. I don't think every, every song is going to be starting with M mainly because that makes your album seem gimmicky. Right. That's what somebody. And also I feel like it also makes it seem not to be full of the alliteration, but like more mundane. Like you might forget songs easier when it's all just MMMMMM. I agree. Also, if she's doing it intentionally, then maybe she didn't write the songs intentionally with M as a title, but then maybe you're not picking the most, um, like the the title you'd want for the song. You're picking an M word that relates to it, which I don't think she'd do. Like I, I think she picked Mastermind as the first one, not because it's number 13, of course, but like, I think she liked the alliteration of it all. Midnight Mayhem with Midnight with Me, Mastermind. Like, I think she liked that that's what was going to happen with that song being the first one to to come out. But I don't, I I guess I should say, I hope not everything starts with them. Right. I I agree with that. I, um, and she's not somebody that's going to try to fit the mold actually she loves to fit the mold for her own themes but this isn't the theme that's what i was gonna say and i and i get it night maybe you know what i mean like right i was gonna say and i get that she likes easter eggs and making things kind of fun and like everything did you catch this like but i doubt she would actually build an album around look what i did it all starts with m like i don't think she's built around time into an easter egg right it's built around time it's not built around m I also saw somebody saying like, oh, maybe every, again, with like what each one starts with, uh, Midnight's, I guess, is 13 letters. So they're like, oh, each one will start with like, maybe M is 13, 12 will start with I, 11 will start with D. But I see that, I get that, makes sense. But I also think that she's going to keep to like her track fives. And well, so that's what I was going to say too. And I think that's, um, part of when, when she was doing the lottery machine, like the, the ball thing, I was like, what happens if this is freaking track five? Right. Because there's no freaking way she's going to tell us the title of track five first. Right. So that's why I also think part of it is like, she definitely, maybe she doesn't have everything planned, but she definitely has, if track five came up first, she was redrawing and maybe she wanted 13 to be the first one filmed in general. Cause it's 13. Number. It's her number. Yeah. So I, um, I'm sure there's a method behind a lot of this. I just don't, yeah, right. But I just don't think she'd cater actual pieces of her album 
two different like theories or Easter eggs. Like I don't mm -hmm. think her music is involved in Easter eggs at all. Her music videos, her prep forum, her press, like her social media posts, absolutely. Right. But I don't think she would taint her music with, oh, but it'd be really fun if I did this for the fans. I'm gonna do this. Right, right, I don't right. think she so would right. taint her music like that. Cause her songwriting and as she said in her speech is she's doing this whether she's getting recognized for it or not. And she's so happy that she is getting recognized for it, but that's her life's work, right? right. So you're right. I, I think that's a really, really great point in that like- I think yeah. Easter eggs develop after she's done and she's like, oh, that'd be so good. And like, she does things like that, but I don't think anything related to actual things on the album would be Yeah, an absolutely. Great point. I really love that. But so we'll see, I mean, um, now there's also speculation i don't know what it means but i'm just going to mention it we don't have to spend much time on it but obviously the clock is released with the, the thing and then it goes back to the man music video with the spray paint and each album is in the shape it's a clock and so people are like that's not done unintentionally i wonder if so everything it seems like everything is in times on a clock if she's gonna have a song i know there's not 12 album or 12 albums yeah but um if like there's at least one song about something from each era of an album basically i could totally see that if she's talking about how these are things written from different points in her life like i could totally right. see there being a i'm sure when we listen to it there's going to be a way to connect each like a song to an era like and maybe just like thinking about it, like Mastermind is about like the end of it when she's re-recording her albums. And that is like 13 because it's the end. And then one through nine is about like album one, something that took place in that era. Album two or track two, something that took place in the era and mm -hmm. so on and so forth up to nine. And then like, I don't know what the other ones would be, but it could be, yeah. you know, that that's just a random theory, but. I don't know. I mean, I could, uh, again, that would then, I mean, it only other thing is be. like, is track five going to track with, what is track five, Red? What, album five is Taylor Swift, Fearless, Speak Now, Red, 1989. So like, I don't know, maybe not, but. Yeah, no, I I could, I like that. I like the that maybe there's each song in an album is going to reference a period of time, like of one of her eras in albums, mm -hmm. or, you know, at least one song in an album. I do think though with the clock thing in the man, I think it's obviously very clear that there's an entire album devoted to time at this point that like, right. I think she's constantly thinking in that space. Like we always, again, we talked about how she references time so much in her songs. Like I wouldn't be surprised, I guess, if it was like, I'm gonna do an album at some point about time. Like right. I could see her thinking that and maybe that's why the man had that in it, but I, also think it's a very prominent piece of her music, like the theme right. of time. So I don't know. I don't so know if that was just, hey, I love time. No. I love yeah. the, like this concept that I build into my songs. Let's put clocks. I don't know. It's it, but I, I again, it's a big piece of some of her music sometimes. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if she knew all along that eventually she wanted to do an album surrounding yeah. a time. I don't yeah. know. 
but at, and then then to that exact same point but exactly the opposite she references it so much that it might just be like just be what she was like what she thinking. was doing at the time and now she's like oh i do that a lot so it makes sense if right. i do this and that didn't have <laughs> right. any connection to what she's right. currently doing so like who knows um we talked about the nightmares and dreams aspect <laughs> of it which i don't even think is so much a theory as she said happy she and sad. Said it. Yeah. Happy, we just, sad. People yeah. were just theorizing that one side would be happy, one would be right. sad. Right. And then, um, yeah, what, one other thing I'll mention too is that she said in her speech, talking about songwriting, she was like, oh, you know, when at night and you're in this magical cloud, you float in the sky. And I was like, oh, she's talking about like dreaming and in the night. And then she was like, and you pray to the lucky stars that everybody's going to love what you're writing. And I was like, there's just something about this that's, feels like it's a hint at something because you're talking about at night when you're going to she didn't say when i'm going to bed but like kind of hinting at that and and insinuating that she's talking about in the middle of the night after you wrote a song and you're you're in this magical cloud wondering what everybody's gonna think of when they hear the songs and you're praying to the lucky stars that everybody loves it and i was like hmm. are these lyrics in a song is this names of a song like um, they're also going to be a song about prayers because that's something that you do in the middle of the night, a magical cloud. What's that about? But it was just something that I went, huh? Seems like it's on theme for midnight. Definitely. I think that I agree. I think that is something where it's like, especially because she clearly lives out her eras too. So right. like she's also in the midnight's era. So I totally agree. I think that comment 1000% relates to this album this somehow. album yeah totally in one way or the other and as we've seen in the past like she'll say things and then eventually it'll be like partial lyrics to one of the songs mm -hmm. so maybe we'll see like praying to the lucky stars is going to be a lyric or like whatever it is so yeah I, i'm like mm, i just wanted to mention that in case we're right yeah and we can throw go it back out there. and be like we were freaking right on that throw it we out there right. we got to get them down something's got to stick yeah um do you have any other like theories i don't think so the m1 was the biggest one i think i saw that like was gaining some traction i don't really think that i i, I haven't seen many because i think it's just still so like we have no no clue. yeah like people like said like oh in our tiktok she took away the sound and then brought it back she wanted to just so read the captions and then in the captions she misspelled things and put random punctuation marks like random commas and stuff but i just couldn't make sense of any of it so i'm like maybe it means something but it like, could yeah right that seems like something that she would do because because the, uh they're not gonna put tiktok doesn't put punctuation like right and i commas. did see like some people thought the phone was really weird they were like what yeah, is that about reference that phone before like oh i didn't know i had a home phone back with like a jimmy yeah that's Fallon. true or Kimmel or somebody interview and things like that. So, but I don't know what those mean, which is why no, I'm like, right. It's one of those things. It's again, one of those things where like, when something comes out, you can probably go back to something that was very obvious. Like, like right. how a lot of people were looking at her Instagram stories or not Instagram stories, but her captions. And it would be like, she would emphasize midnight. She'd be like, Oh, right. this love single comes out at M space, midnight. I space, like D space, like, sp like, blatantly right. and like you just think oh yeah she's just highlighting that's coming out of midnight yeah, or but no she has like a freaking blank album space blank spaces blank spaces coming out mm -hmm. right but it was just her naming her album right and now once you know the name everybody can see it so clearly but like 
Before right. that, you're really going exactly. into weeds on things. They're oddly wildly obvious, like the vault track scrambler, and she wants us to know within like 12 hours or yep. it's retroactive. So. Exactly. Totally agree. And it would make sense if all of them are retroactive because it's about going back in time. Mm-hmm. Good point. She does not want us to see the future. She only wants us. She wants us living in the past. Back. She wants us living in the past. That's what Taylor Swift wants, and that's, that's what she'll fine. get. That's fine. I'll do it. I'll do I'll it. I'll do it. I love living in the past. I'm not moving forward at all. No. I, I don't want to grow. Whenever TS11 comes out, that's when I begin again. Because for well, now, I'm staying. I'm, staying I'm right where you left me. I'm right where you left me. <laughs> hey, is it time to go? Whoa! You like what I did there? That was really good. It's the most amazing thing like I've ever thought, heard. I didn't think of it. You thought of it. Well, you thought of right where you left me, which sparked it. Yeah, it sparked. Yeah, the bonus tracks. Um, I think it is it though. <laughs> right? I mean, any. I think other so. I think left? we've covered what we need to cover. I think the next time, most likely, that you'll hear from us is the review of Midnight's. Yeah. Um. So, oh my God, everybody, just like buckle up. Like it's coming. It's going to be here faster than we know it. Faster than we know it. I can't wait. I'm so freaking excited, guys. And I guess it's time, (laughs) time to, uh, well, before, just go ahead, subscribe, follow us on TikTok, the Steph 13, Instagram, drop everything now, podcast, email us, drop everything now, gmail.com or whatever it is, and blah, 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 blah. Yep, it's all in the info in the episode, too. And then you guys can pick all of your stuff back up for now. Mm-hmm. Because for now, what are we going to do, Stephanie? We're going to drop our mics. <laughs> Bye.